Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, Horseman's Law of Project Management, Part 1. Over the course of the last several years, we've talked and joked about it many times, and in this cast, we finally put to rest the details of Horseman's Laws of Project Management. Mark came up with it several years ago to help a group of young managers get over the fear of working on fairly complex software development projects. The concept is simple. All projects are simply tasks, done by people, within certain time frames. Despite all the protestations to the contrary, no matter how complex the project, they all boil down to who is responsible for doing something, what they're responsible for, and when they have to get it done by. Complex tools can be helpful, but, you know, frankly, only on really large projects. We simply suggest you keep it simple with Horseman's Laws of Project Management. Here we go. You know, I don't know. How long have we been doing podcasts now? <laughs> <laughs> Since we were five. Since we were five. It feels like that sometimes. Um, yeah. Like three, three, over three years now? Three and, three and, half, and a half years. Three, three plus. Yeah. Okay. So after three and a half years, we, we haven't had yet a cast on Horseman's Laws at all, on the Horseman's right. Laws, which is kind of in- interesting in and of itself, but yeah. but um, maybe we'll come back to that. But, but I wonder if listeners also thought we'd ever ever do one on horseman's laws of project management yeah i i um i think the reason we didn't do horseman's laws was because we felt like they weren't actionable although we should probably just do a set and release them and not make them weeklies or something i i was i was hoping of course yet again that you could read my mind and i wouldn't have to write it all down um, because there's a lot of it yeah, but but hopefully you're glad we're doing it because of all your project management experience. I mean, I I, I think about the PMO that you ran. It, Horseman's Laws of Project Management is kind of interesting to me, and you and I have talked about this a lot, right? And mm-hmm. when I first heard them, my thought was that they were just incredibly simplistic, right? I said, well, and I told you, well, if it really was that easy, then right. I wouldn't have a job. Right. But- I've changed my mind over time. And, and and I'm not saying that there isn't a lot more to project management than we're going to talk about today because there certainly is. Oh, gosh, is. yeah. <laughs> there certainly is. But for the vast majority of managers, this is the crux of it. This is the crux of project management. And if folks do this stuff, I'll tell you what, a lot of that other stuff, right? it becomes almost unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. When, when I think about Scott Birkin and I think uh, – about Cornelius Fitcher or or um, Dean Scott, I, I think okay, they the the complexity the the you know they see the entire thing, and um, and I think it's just a focus of our it, it, it's a way that we focus on things. Um, I, I first of all, you, your feedback's totally right that yeah, there's way more out there, and of course, this is just our first cast on project management. It is, I mean, our take on it, this first cast, is designed in a way to be simplistic. So uh, it, it wasn't like we were trying to take something as comprehensive as project management and make it simplistic. Um, 
or, or, or you know, the, the, we, and we just couldn't figure out how to get to all the comprehensiveness. I just, I, I felt like we had to start somewhere very simple because not everybody's going to run a billion dollar PMO. Um, and we also know that every manager is a project manager in right. one way or another. Right. Yeah. So for those of you who are listening, who may be new to manager tools and you're a program manager or a project manager, and you think this is going to help you out in some kind of certification, you'd be wrong. It won't help you be, be certified, become certified PMI or whatever. Um, good, good point. But, but it will, but it will help you be a better project manager yeah. if, <laughs> if you're interested in that at all. <laughs> you know, I was, I was going to say, I hope he says, <laughs> I hope he says it'll make you a better project manager. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We don't, we don't, we don't want to certify people. We don't even want, I mean, I joke about this, but I'm, and everyone, hopefully everyone knows I'm kidding. We don't even want you to like us. We just want you to be better. Right. Yeah. I, ho- I hope people think you're, you're kidding. Yeah. Um, um, okay. This is, a, this is a long cast though. So let's, let's, yeah. um, enough of the, 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 the caveats and all that. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about what we're going to, what we're going to talk about. Yeah. P- part of the reason that this cast is so long and I'm sure it's going to be multiple parts, right? Um, is it's the first cast we've ever done on project management and specifically directly. A lot of our stuff applies to it, but this is specifically for project management. And, and so we want to start with some background. Um, we want to help people understand the intellectual underpinnings of why we see projects the way we do. Um, and, and we've stayed away from the, the thought processes behind our recommendations very, very frequently. Um, but frankly, we feel it's necessary this time to do it. Um, it's it's a little bit like that old, you know, for those of you who are project managers and want something terribly complex um, and, and pretty, I, our answer would be something like the old uh, Romans saying, um, we who are about to die salute you. <laughs> um, um, you, you. Some of you may not like this because it's, it's not as actionable, although there are actionable points here. Um, so anyway, we want you to get better, and and we, I have been um, recommending this uh, form of project management for years. It's worked for hundreds, if not thousands, of managers, and so here's here's our enormously long outline. Number one, we're going to talk about background, and I won't go into all the details yet, but we'll talk about projects or tasks, and tasks are done by people, and so on. Um, uh, we'll talk about why we're not going to talk about budget, and about the effect that IT and software development practices, who have really championed a lot of what has made project management as huge a, um, uh, an area to study as it has become in the last 20 years. We'll talk about how those areas, how IT and software development and technology has made project management better and also harder, frankly. And then um, numbers two through five are pretty simple. Number two is who. Number three is does what? And number four is by when? Um, and number five is project management is actually just management. Um, a great manager will, with some simple thought processes, be a great project manager in many, many, many cases. Um, and the reason number two, three, and four are who does what by when is because Horseman's Law of Project Management is who does what by when that's the fundamental underlying principle behind all projects. Who's doing it? What are they doing it? What are they doing? And when do they have it done by? Uh, And there's much more, many more tools that are available, but those three things, who does what by when 
are the crux of what ends up creating great projects and success. Good. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering when you, when you were going to actually cover that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good point. So, okay. So I, I know a lot of folks prefer shorter cast. Well, we regret that this one is, this one is even longer than most. So, yeah. um, we apologize up front, but we think the, the, the topic warrants covering it in such detail. And that said, we know that this cast is going to generate some light for folks. And unfortunately, with light, sometimes there's heat. So <laughs> we expect mm-hmm. that as well. But you know, we want all you project managers to know why we came up with all these arguable conclusions we have here. And so we're going <laughs> to cover it in detail. Yeah, and and frankly, we'd like to dedicate this cast to all the project managers out there. Um, We know how hard it is to work in a matrixed environment, especially when some organizations or some project managers don't even realize that that's what's happening, the matrix that you're in. Um, We're talking about your structure, not the movie, Um, although sometimes they're the same. We know everybody ignores you when things are fine, but then tends to react or really probably overreact when you issue a warning, which of course causes many of you to think twice about issuing a warning. And we don't, we don't blame you. We know you have a lot of tools, some of which you haven't been trained on. And we know that your fellow managers rarely see you as someone who's going to deliver value to the organization in the future, but rather just as somebody who's consuming resources now, and quite frankly, my resources, and wanted to just go away. And frankly, my project could use my people better than your project can use my people. Thank you very much. I, I've lived that uh, that story a thousand times where I had my project management organization was trying to get work done, and my development organization didn't want to talk to the project management organization. Yeah. Oh, if I don't God. talk to him, he can't actually make me do anything. Oh. And so then he doesn't exist, and I can just get my work done. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah. Anyways, okay. So for the project managers of the world, this one's for you. Now, one of the things we need to talk about, though, is that the fact is, no matter how formal, detailed, or graphically rich any project reporting gets, projects have always existed they aren't terribly special in the big scheme of things they have existed for thousands of years but we have made them big by management tools and the efforts we've applied to them we have made them big we there are tools that have been applied and um frankly we you and i think that the management of projects has has made projects somewhat top heavy um with all the stuff that we lard on the underlying principle, which is projects are just tasks. Um, we believe a lot of what causes projects to be managed by, quote, project managers is a, a combination of technical tools and a growing sense among managers that projects are, frankly, a key way to make a name for oneself and improve one's short and long-term career success. And unfortunately, I've seen it in in a lot of organizations, and I apologize because I I see a lot of this in technical organizations. Many managers I know who have become project managers see projects as a way to avoid managing, which is to say managing people. Um, But that's a whole other story. Um, Projects have become the most obvious career-enhancing leverage for many, many managers out there. And we, as managers, have responded well to the gradual change in incentives. 
You need to hit a home run with your projects. You you can do great. In fact, there's uh, there's an inherent weakness with manager tools in the sense that people don't understand that um, how important management is because the the over the overarching thought process is, gosh, you know, if I'm a great manager, I don't think my executives will really appreciate it. But if I manage my projects well and I deliver on time and on budget, they're going to see that. That's going to be an encapsulated win. It's going to have a start, a finish, and an end. Um, and it's going to be more palatable, more consumable, more um, real to to senior people. Um, here's here's something else to think about: the difference between true executives and managers today is that managers are still wrestling with projects. Executives don't have to do it. Um, that may not be a hundred percent accurate. But it's true. <laughs> right. Um, it's it's one of those things that separates executives from, from managers. Right. And you tell me if you, you disagree, but I think we absolutely agree that modern project management has been a boon to the completion of projects. Oh, to- oh right. my gosh, yes. Yeah. Oh, we're yeah, not, of course. Yeah, we're not saying at all that projects shouldn't be managed. Right. No, no, no. We just want to be clear, though, that projects do not exist without tasks. We can add all that weighting, all the critical pathing. All the graphical reporting, all the perk yeah. charts, all the stats meetings on the planet. And still, all that stuff does not accomplish the actual work, which is tasks. Right. And all that stuff, in fact, takes away from the work in, in the sense that an hour you know, spent on critical path analysis is an hour not spent on the actual work that the critical path is designed to make smoother. Yeah, I, I think there are managers who when they hear the phrase well it doesn't exist without task would would kind of would kind of blanch and say well no of course i i i know that right but if we followed a manager project manager around for a week you wouldn't see them worrying about individual tasks going to the person who's working on individual tasks particularly this is particularly true for big projects they tend to worry about all the management tools rather than about the tasks um now uh, I'll, I'll probably get some interesting mail about this, but an unusual way to think about this is that tasks are like trees and projects are groups of tasks. That's all they are. Projects are just groups of tasks. Um, So therefore they're like forests, but here we get esoteric or um, really sort of spiritual, but forests are only a name for a group of trees without trees. There are no forests. Forests are the, the word forest, forests themselves are abstractions designed to help us talk about large groups of trees. Okay, this is where it gets interesting. Without trees, there would be no forests. But without forests, which are an abstraction, there'd still be trees. And groups of them of that come to think of it. So we're not saying you can't save hundreds of hours on a project by seeing the forest rather than the trees, but you don't cut down a forest by looking at the forest, even with the most efficient technology made to look at forests and clearing forests in the world. You cut down a forest, all those trees gathered together to make it easy for you to talk about it. You cut down a forest, one tree at a time. Tasks are more important than the management of those tasks. Work is more important than the management of work. And efficiency can never take the place of effectiveness. The, the point that, that 
work is actually done with the task, that's what gets development folks upset at project management folks. I, I remember the first time I had to lead a project, my first real project management experience outside of the military. And I, I, remember I spent four days out of five going around and filling out my stupid Gantt chart and getting yeah, status updates charts. from folks. And yeah. at some point, folks said, you know, my team would come to me and go like, Mike, you know, the the Gantt chart, that's not what's really important. What's important is that you stop bugging us and allow us to actually get the work done. <laughs> <laughs> which is Which is part of the point of this forest tree analogy. The work gets done with the task. And all the tasks are done by people. I, I, I'll tell you that all, all the tasks are done by people. The whole people thing here is a hugely important one for many, many project managers. And and I, I say it again, for project managers, particularly in technical organizations, um, often project manager is a promotional um, situation from somebody who's been a, a technical contributor. Um, and the, pro- the, the the project manager role is designed to see whether or not they can manage the tasks, the forest, if you will, um, without really having any people. And if they do that well, then we're going to give them people, which seems dumb to me um, that we're going to promote somebody for their technical prowess, give them something that has to do with tasks on the chance that they might become good at it so they can, we can give them people. Um, gee, it seems to me that we ought to check to see whether or not they're good with people before we promote them and give them a job that would require that they be good with people. But that's just me. You're so particular. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I feel bad about it too. Um, we, we do, we do totally believe that people are the unsung heroes about projects of projects, though. Um, over the past twenty years, thanks to the diffusion of computing power, holy Toledo, um, there has been, unfortunately, an increasing distance of project managers from the people doing the actual work on the project. Project managers, unfortunately, have gotten good at managing the project, which, of course, is a misnomer because projects don't exist, just like forests don't exist. It's trees that are important or tasks that are important. People are the engine of project success, not tools, not meetings, not reporting, not resource planning, not even managing. All the tasks are done by people. If there are no people, no tasks get done. No project would ever get done ever from now till the end of time. People are the engine of project success. Again, we feel that project managers have, in the last few years, gotten closer to their projects. I think they all would say that. And yet they've also gotten further away from the people. And yet, and yet, remember, you, that's not good because we believe people are the engine of the success. Right. We I, talk I've, to I've pro- talked to, I've talked to project managers who show us, who show me these charts and whiteboards and analysis oh, and projections I, and budget strategies, yeah. <laughs> contractor negotiations, documents, yeah. and they, they show all this stuff and then they never mention people. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and you've seen them, right? I mean, you, you could sense that when they're telling you about it, there's a certain joy about the representation of the project. I, 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 I've told people before when, when we talk about our models, people ask us about our models, one-on-ones and how we approach things. And, and, um, we've had people at conferences say one of the reasons they like manager tools, the, the core of it is because it's built on, um, 
solid doctrine on fundamental principles, the right, the right first principles. And I tell people that when we talk about our models, I'm reminded of a great painting. Um, and it's a painting of some pipes. And um, the caption or the title of the painting is, these are not pipes. Um, meaning a picture of pipes is not pipes. It's just a representation of it. And when it, when that project manager has a certain thrill, a certain joy about, look at my project here on the wall. I've actually had people say, L- let me show you the project. And, and, you know, I'm a little, a little old fashioned or a little cynical. And I say, uh, no, that would be the people actually doing work on your project. That's the project, not exactly. this wall chart. Exactly. And they like to talk about all those other things or many project managers. I shouldn't, you know, I don't want to imply all. No, but, yeah. but unfortunately, we rarely meet managers who the first, where the first things they talk about are about the members of their team, their strengths, right. their weaknesses, kind of sense of the status, relationships yep. with other members. Yet these factors are more important than that global view that project managers often want to take where they're adjusting forecasts or determining how to communicate a potential yellow uh, status coming up or, worse yet, a red flag. They are focused on, I think, the wrong things much of the time. Yeah, I think what – I think. The overly simplistic and probably unfair characterization is they're focused on the management of the project rather than on the project, um, on the tools that help them manage. And, and, and the problem with that and, and what, what we worry about is that young people are joining the workforce and the tools are getting stronger and more and more of them are going to be taught project management based on the tools rather than on the underlying first principles, which are uh, who does what by when. People do the work. Work, the tasks, does not need management so much as they need to get done. Uh, And, of course, they need to be done by people. People are the beginning and the end of projects. Smart project managers start with, how can I get the right people on my team? Um, For those of you who don't pick your team, we're sorry. Um, We will have more casts about how to get better at that. Um, for those of you who do get to pick your team, retain that right, fight to retain it no matter what, because if you get that right, um, many, many other things become very, very easy and, and fight to retain it. Even if, if, if your budget is cut, if you can get the right people on your team, let them mess with your budget. Don't fight for budget and then say, I'll take anybody you got. Um, that'll, that'll kill you. And, and, um, Horseman's 11th law, which will turn into to an epigram soon, um, is that average people will not live up to great systems, and yet great people can overcome the worst of systems. Yeah, that is um, so true. I, I, think, I think project management today is full of fabulous systems, fabulous tools, which are very, very powerful. They're great systems. And if you have an average team, you're going to have average output, even using all those great systems because project managers, you can't do this work yourself and projects are the work. Exactly. Okay. So I, I, I hope people got our point on people. <laughs> yeah. I, and you know, we're, we're people folks. I mean, um, and some people will disagree and that's okay. Um, we, we respect that. Well, our next point is one, probably to most folks, it, it, it's going to sound obvious, but it's amazing the number of times where people's behavior is yeah, not consistent behavior, with this right? belief. I knew I was waiting for you to say that word. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that yeah. point is deadlines drive behavior on projects. There does seem to be 
an interesting conundrum about timelines for projects. Many PMs we know know how to plan out a project, how to figure the critical path, how to plan for dependencies, all those things that relate to time, and even to see a coming conflict when it comes to dependencies. Um, and that's good, right? We like that. But then when it's time for work to get done by the people, somehow things seem to change. We, we uh, suddenly move from the realm of planning and certainty to accepting vague reassurances from folks regarding future work status. We know as project managers that, that failing to meet the deadline on Friday will cause serious pain next week and perhaps for a month, right? We know that. Right. We know, you know how people, you know how project managers query the person about that? Yeah, what do they do? They just go, they go uh, so how's it going? <laughs> so how's it going yeah nice <laughs> i mean seriously does anyone still think that that stands up as a professional way to manage work and you know what couldn't we have a whole cast just on what that says about the manager the internal dialogue that's happening not not out loud between the manager and, and the the uh the 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 project person the the um, the technical person or the creative person or whatever, you know what they're thinking. They're thinking, that's not what you want to know, <laughs> right? Right. You, you right. don't want to know how it's going. Yeah. So how do you, how, how do you follow up on the line when somebody says, um, good, I feel great. <laughs> how, yeah. about, <laughs> how about you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's almost like, you know, it's coming in a play. It's a play, right? And you know, it's coming and it happens and Yeah. Um, so you feel good. Great. It's like, you might as well, if you're expecting anything different than that, or if you're expecting people to just roll over and tell you everything, you're smoking crack. It's not going to happen. Um, when we, I mentioned earlier about underlying principles, when we share the ideas behind one-on-ones, um, we talk about deadlines here for a minute. We're, we're often asked, why do you have them separated by a week? Why, why a week apart? Um, and one of the ways we address that is we ask everybody, have you ever been part of a team or a project that had monthly meetings? And everybody says yes. And, and then we ask, okay, what do you do when you come out of that monthly meeting with the deliverable, knowing that the next meeting isn't for a month? And everybody, everybody we've ever asked says the same thing. I drop it on my desk and I resolve to worry about it in three weeks. Exactly. Yeah. Every single professional we know allows their work to be driven by deadlines and even more specifically, prioritizes their work based on which deadline, deadlines carry with them either the greatest satisfaction of achievement or the greatest fear of feedback for failure to meet those deadlines. Yeah. There is nothing wrong with holding people accountable for missing deadlines. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with giving negative feedback every time a deadline is missed. And luckily for folks here, you have a model, the feedback model, right, to do that. And, and that fear of giving negative feedback uh, is the bane of managers and it is a bane of professional project managers. When folks miss a deadline, you simply give them negative feedback. The reticence of project managers to give feedback around deadlines is leveraged mercilessly by, yep. by team members who privately are completely aware of their failure and despite their excuse proffering and inexcusable procrastination, they know they've messed up. Yep. And you as a project manager have simply failed to hold them accountable. And for a lot of folks, 
they're okay with that. <laughs> yeah, they're totally yeah, and they won't Since change their behavior. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Since when did it become the kiss of death to have team members complain to one or one another or to, to us even? Gosh, she's always asking about deadlines and never lets me miss one without talking to me. I mean, how is that a bad thing? Um, you could do worse than that. And frankly, the professionals in your organization would take your side. Uh, you know, I've been kidded about this before. I, I had an, ex- an email exchange a while ago with a, a longtime member, and um, I tried to explain to him that I wasn't a Trekkie. Um, um, this this uh, story I, was actually sent to me by another member. There is a great example of project management in, in Star Trek, The Next Generation, where a young guy, uh, Wesley is his name, gets a project. He's not even officially part of the, the crew. And one of the guys on the team on his project, they're, I don't know, they're scanning some star nebula somewhere. This one guy keeps pushing back. And and finally, he goes to talk to one of the leaders of the of the Enterprise and he says, well, you're in charge. Just tell him what you want. And after the guy had said two or three times, I don't want to do this way. I don't want to do it that way. Um, I know you want this, Wesley. No, you can't. I'm, I'm going to do it this other way. Finally, Wesley went to him and says, okay, I hear you. And now I want it done my way. I need it done by this afternoon. And the guy looked at him and said, oh, okay. <laughs> and Wesley was just so frustrated that all he had to do I mean, admittedly, he had built up credibility over time and so on. But all he had to do was say, no, I'm, I'm the project manager and this is your task. And I'm telling you, this is what you need to do. And if you don't do it by the deadline, there's going to be there's an implication that there are going to be consequences. Um, and I would argue that um, wherever you are in your project management development right now, um, if there's one thing you're looking to do that you can do better, you can start having candid conversations, polite, professional, respectful conversations with everyone about the deadlines that they have. And yes, some people will snap at you and say, if you'd get out of my cube, I'd be able to finish the work on time. Yeah, well, five minutes talking about a deadline is not the thing that keeps them from meeting the deadline. It's not. That's just defensive behavior. It's okay. We respect that behavior, but we want it to stop as well. Um, Yeah. And and, and for experienced project managers, uh, I'm stating the obvious here, but if if one member of the team misses a deadline, there's somebody else who's dependent on that that deadline, and so it's more than just that individual's task. The consequences of a missed deadline are can, in some cases, be overwhelming. And you, you know, it's interesting about that is the person who pushes back and says, "If you get out of my cube, I could actually do the work." They're also the ones who want to whine about somebody somebody else not doing the work they need in order to get their deadline done. Exactly. So they're essentially whining about the very thing they're doing. So, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. We'll stop there and pick it up again next week. In the meantime, we'll see you on the discussion forums, www.managertools.com slash forums. See you there. So long, folks.